This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Your vision can be a source of courage that energizes and motivates you to continue to move forward. Creating a vision of a compelling, bigger future then looking backward will provide you with the energy, focus, and clarity to make decisions. There is no such thing as failure. There are only actions and results. The results of your authentic leadership in developing planning strategies will be understood and have its greatest impact on generations yet to be born. Great leaders such as Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Tiger Woods, Walt Disney, Thomas Edison, Martin Luther King, Oprah Winfrey, and Barack Obama have always known this truth. Valeria Telles interviews Ron Tabachnik, an author, strategic facilitator, coach, and speaker. Ron Tabachnik, also known as the Swamp Doctor, helps individuals clear off their plates. Over the past 25 years, Ron has developed an uncanny, innate ability to help clients understand the current state of their personal and business relationships, to create a picture of what they want to achieve, and to create a plan from success. His comprehensive programs are professional, informative, and insightful. His capabilities at bringing out the understanding of issues and the creation of a plan are extremely valuable to benefit business, personal, and interpersonal relationships. Positive, energetic, with a wonderful sense of humor, Ron has been featured in Fast Company Magazine, The Globe, and Mail Report on Business, The Toronto Star, The Toronto Sun, Toronto Business, Business Edge, and Small Business Magazine. He has appeared on Rogers Cable Number 10, Linda Leatherdale's Money Show, and as a regular guest over 40 times discussing planning productivity on Cable Pulse 24. He has worked with the senior management of FedEx Canada, the founding president of the Ontario Energy Association, the Tourette's Syndrome Foundation, numerous other presidents and individuals. As the author of A Breakthrough in Strategic Planning, his claim to fame is as the world's first and foremost expert at applying visual dialogue to strategic planning on the internet. Meet Ron at Insight A Call. Com. Here is the interview with Ron Tabachnik.
in your own words, who is Ron Tabatnik? <laughs> in my own words, Ron Tabatnik is a man who just became aware of his passion. So, what is your passion, Ron? My passion is having insightful, in, inspirational, and sometimes enjoyable, kind versations. What took you so long <laughs> to live your passion? <laughs> um, I am a, I found out uh, that I'm a slow learner. When I was going to school, I didn't realize it, but I had a learning disability and had to take a longer time to learn something than other people would learn, and I didn't realize it. So in life, I have been a lifelong learner, and at 77, it's time. Yeah, it is time. <laughs> uh, if there's such a thing as time, yeah. It is time to, that's a, a, an interesting idea, to live, right? To live our passion, to be who we are. So many of us use that phrase, we talk that way. And somehow I see that we have always been that. We've always been ourselves, been life itself. It couldn't have been different. Yes, it could have been different. Yeah, so that's the idea of choice, right? Of, um, of choosing how to navigate this reality. Talk to me for a moment about that, Ron. Where does it come from, this idea that we have choice, that we can control life somehow? Well, there is this aspect that because language is made up, when we use the word choice, we have never really discussed the essence of choice. And depending on whether I choose or whether I allow the universe to choose for me, there are different ways of choosing. And what comes to my mind is sometimes I think that my parents, either consciously or unconsciously, chose for me and I would do something not realizing that I did, did something according to their choice and not my own choice. And that question of choice is a, an interesting state of mind when I think of it. You are speaking of conditionings and programming and even biological predispositions. So that is something that we can't really do much about, it seems to yes, me. Yes, we can Yes, we can. Be aware of them. And then I think awareness, you use that word off record, being aware of our predispositions and our conditionings, and then creating that space, that clear space to see the options we have. Yes. Awareness is the key to everything. It really sounds like it to me, being aware of, is that connected to this idea of intuition, being intuitive? Yes. The only thing is when you say awareness, when I say awareness, it's as if I'm in touch with everything, but I was never aware of it because 
No one ever said to me, be aware. And when I am aware, when I think right now of being aware, I'm aware of you being there. I'm aware of where I'm sitting. And what I noticed was awareness is being present to everything. That is present, right, Ron? To be present with what is present. That resonates. What do you think or feel the purpose of the human experience is? The purpose of human experience is to be aware. We came here to have this experience. Yeah, it resonates with me because it has something to do with this moment, being in the physical body and being present with what is here. The sensations, the thoughts, everything that comes in, the smells, now listening to you and trying to rationalize this conversation <laughs> um, and feel it. Your email, you sent me an email where you talked about a, a kind of meditation, case connection meditation. Yes. Would you like to um, go through, do a, a section, a brief meditation session before we continue? You're not ready for it, Valeria, because it's a, it's a very private, personal experience that cannot be verbalized. Ah, what does, so it's silence. We can. It's, it's silence, but it's a type of yoga. Mm, yeah. That two people share a connection without language. And when you say you're not ready for it, what do you mean by that exactly? How do I become ready? <laughs> the reason why I wanted to do it with you beforehand is to have a connection with you other than just this auditory connection. But doesn't that include everything, this moment, the style, everything? There are things that you're not aware of that I'm not aware of. And I am aware of that. I am un unconsciously visual. And I don't know whether you understand what that means. Please expand on that, Ron. Okay, there is a, a PhD that I wrote a few days ago on using our senses to communicate. And your conscious mind, the one that you're listening to me now, favors one sense over the others. When you take the information in, your subconscious sense filters that information with a different sense that you take in. And then unconsciously, you create with a third sense, but it's unconscious. And the point that I have found in my life is that I am consciously auditory and unconsciously visual. And I use my feelings, which they call kinesthetic, to sort the information that I take in. You, you do it differently. And as an example, you prefer the auditory tactile place where I prefer the auditory visual tactile place. And 99% of the arguments is that you may say, I don't see what you mean, or I may say, that doesn't make sense. And we find out that the only reason why it doesn't make sense is that I have to go somewhere 
in my unconscious to understand and stay conscious at the same time. And that's very perturbating. Uh, yeah, so it's a, a different way. We all are different and very unique, all of us, but fundamentally connected. And it's the way we process information. That makes sense, of course. We don't always have a choice, right, in the phone conversation to see people. So if we have to talk to somebody in an emergency, there's a call, we, and then we need to help them, and they're trying to commit suicide or something. And the only tool we have is the phone, and we can't see them. Then we need to do, I mean, not we don't need to, but it would be useful to do what we can do what we have, what's present. So that's what I love this idea about um, the concept about being present with what is present. So we are not trying to imagine something else, trying to escape this moment with excuses that this could be different if I was in a different situation, if this was complete somehow. What comes to me is that this is wholeness. This is it. This is complete as it is right now. There's nothing missing here. Well, there is something missing in my perception because a picture allows me to have an experience of sharing some energy that right now I'm hallucinating and what I've experienced that I'll make up something that may be inaccurate or be confusing because my unconscious mind is very, very creative so what I like doing is when I, when I take people through my process, we have a conversation, we see each other, and also they see their thinking up on the screen when I help them sort out what's going on in their life. So the point that I want to share with you is that I have found out that bringing in all the senses, like being a storyteller, is the best way to speak to somebody when you want to share something important. So that's why the all, all senses taste even and smell. Like right now, I like to get a sense of who you are with a smell. And unfortunately, computers don't do that. The same, the same thing with taste. What, the, what does Valeria taste like? Well, what when I say that word, my unconscious says, she tastes like a plum, a ripe, a ripe, delicious, uh, soft, semi-hard, but not too soft, uh, plum that is so delicious that it's enjoying having this conversation. So the piece I want to bring to your awareness is that when we bring in all the senses, like an elegant storyteller, have you ever heard of Paul no. Harvey? Oh, yes. Yeah, he's a comedian, right? Oh, no, that's somebody no, else. No. <laughs> that's how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's a comedian because sometimes would make us laugh. But what I want to mention to you, Paul Harvey was a very talented radio announcer. And he would paint pictures with words. And what I want to share with you is that one of the pieces that I have difficulty with because I'm in my head is to paint a picture with words is a very interesting aspect of communicating that most of us are oblivious about. Mm, paint a picture with words, right. Paint a picture with words because 
it uh, it addresses communicating with all our senses. And if you read some of the kids' fairy tales, you find out they bring in all the senses because unbeknownst to most of us, it makes sense if I can bring in the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic when I'm talking with you because I don't have to worry about one over the other. I'll be speaking to your listening, and that's a gift that most of us are not even aware of because right now I'm talking and I wish I could speak to your listening. And the only way that comes to my mind is bring in all the senses and you pick the sense that it favors yours. That's an, a very interesting argument. This idea, or maybe ideas, really, concepts about that comes from belief systems and understanding, right, run of life. We all have different ways of navigating this reality. And like in my case, in this case here, has been always naturally resting in what is. I remember very young trying to practice that without knowing of any spiritual teachings or anything, but just trying to be, using that word, try again, and the practice of being here, which is interesting. It seems like everything is a practice in a way, but at the same time, it's not. So it's an interesting paradox for the mind, for the mind only. Well, what I'd like to ask you, take a moment, please, Just a moment and be there with me. Yeah, of course. I have been here. <laughs> without no, without talking. Can you take a moment? Of Is course. it appropriate yes. to take a moment to be with me without talking? Oh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You notice how beautiful that is? Oh, I could be here all day long, <laughs> all life long. <laughs> you remind me that sometimes speaking keeps me from somebody because I'm in my head and not connected to you, which I'm finding out is in some ways sad because I would like to be connected to you as I speak. But no, most often I go into my head and ramble on because I love having connections yes. with people. So why? Where most people, most people are afraid of connecting mm. with somebody else. And that's one of the things, Ron, that I have found out in a very interesting way is that we are already connected. Like I said before, there's nothing missing. This is wholeness. This is life itself happening right now. This is complete. Intellectually, it's, I agree with you, but when it comes to the physicalness, I've had a challenge because I am reluctant or afraid to really be alive. And that's what I noticed for me. Fear is just a resistance in the body to really be alive and get on with mm, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the word fear is really a misnomer. And what I've noticed is when I would say the word fear, it's like a label for an experience. And the experience is I've got some energy here that I don't know what to do with it. And maybe I'm going to take off 
because like in when we were back in the ancient times, we would have this feeling and we would run because it was dangerous. To this day, we it's dangerous mm, to feel. So true. For yeah. most people. And when you really, when I really experience what the sensation of fear really is, my body starts to vibrate. And I realize, oh my God, yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> and I don't realize what really being alive really is, which is one of my experiences that I am seeking to realize at a visceral level that I am alive like you are. You are more in touch with being alive than I am. I love that message. That's a beautiful message, that one that I write about and I try to communicate here, yeah, feeling our feelings. I mean, everyone in, on this podcast, they say that in a way. And that's so true. We are here to feel. So why not just let it flow, the energies? Easy to say, but it's been in practice. I'm finding out that it's not, it was, I was trained as a man. It's not okay to feel. And I'm finding out that when I go into a business meeting, I cannot be who I really am because I scare people when I run planning meetings because I go into the feelings and these business people are un, un, they're not unknowing. They have been conditioned, don't feel. And when I get them to share what's going on in their minds, which is what I do, and show their thinking on the screen, a lot of them go through a bit of a change because they realize what they're saying because they get a chance to see their thinking and they feel something that they haven't been used to feel that sometimes is a little bit perturbating. Now, I just explained something I have a clear picture in my mind of what I was sharing that I was not able to share with you. So you have to imagine what I was saying. And unfortunately, I put you in an uncomfortable position because you don't see the picture that I'm talking about. The one about feelings or what do you do? Of the experience of yeah, running absolutely. a meeting. I, I facilitate very senior planning meetings. I'm at the front of the room, and I ask three questions of the president and everybody in the board, and their answers are projected up to the computer screen. Now, I just, I've been doing this for 25 years, and I just realized at this moment, I'm giving you a picture of something that is not really clear until I demonstrate it to you. And that's why what I love to do with people is when I sell my process, I tell them, listen, let me walk you through what I'm doing. It takes 20 minutes. I'll walk you through seeing your thinking. And you tell me if you like this approach. And I've noticed that the visual piece for sharing information for some people is critical. The other thing is at the end of our conversation today, we have recorded a conversation. But if you were to leave and I were to leave and I were to talk to my partner and you talk to your partner, there'd be two stories. 
And so sometimes we are on one page and a lot of because it's auditory and we have we have this uh, insights that we love to share in this connection. But on another page, I see something very different than you. And that's why in my communication with people that are critical, we're on the same page with a document that we put our thoughts on that makes a planning session the best way of running a meeting. And I, people have told me that this, this is the only critical way if you want to get something accomplished with anything in your business or life, you use this tool and it cuts through all the BS of the information that I may be sharing that may not have any relevance to what we want to accomplish but it gets something accomplished because it's very left brain, but it gets at the right brain. I wonder if you were um, to teach your method to blind people, if they were the only people you could help in the world, would you be willing to adapt and be flexible and change the methodology so you could help them? I had uh, an experience like that of being blind for a weekend and I met some wonderful people. I, my eyes were covered and they were darkened over that I couldn't see anything. My eyes were open, but it was like being blind. And for a whole weekend, I did everything with about 15 other people with this, what we call the auditory tactile space. And the experience was profound and I would love to experience what it would be like to take somebody through my process that was uh, blind. And for the same reason, I love to take somebody through the process that's deaf because it would be a wonderful experience for me and for them to explore this unknown experience. What about if I told you that I am blind? It would make all the sense <laughs> in the world. No, I'm not blind, Ron. But can you imagine if I said that to you now? <laughs> I you am said, blind. Yeah, I, 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 for a moment there, I said, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you favor the auditory like we used to do years ago with the telephone. We've, you favor the auditory. And I don't know whether you're aware of it, but there are a lot of people that don't like the yeah, telephone. Yeah, right. There are. There are some people. <laughs> you know why? I don't know why. No. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because a lot of people use talking to get something done. And they, they get on the phone. They say something and get off the phone, like my brother. I found out that people who are either subconsciously auditory or unconsciously auditory don't like the telephone because they got to stay conscious to talk with you, but they got to go unconscious to get the information. And that's very perturbating. And you may not realize that there are people that are talking with you that may find it uncomfortable to have a conversation like this because they have to go unconscious to talk with you, and it's not as comfortable as being conscious to talk with you. That makes sense. That shows how different we are, how unique each one of us are. 
There are 7 billion, 800, 800 million, 637, uh, I don't know, there are a lot of people, every one, every one of us is unique. And someone taught me many years ago that if you were, if I were to meet these people, I would notice they're all different because I have that many different aspects inside of me. I've got 8 billion, well, I got 80, 80 billion cells operating right now naturally. And the reason why I can recognize those other people is because inside of me, I got each one of their aspects in me. It is profound. And if we can access more of who we are, then we'll be able to understand and communicate with everyone in whatever way we find ourselves in. So talk to me. I know we have been talking a lot about this. It's been very interesting, this conversation, different. (laughs) Authentic leadership, that's something that I read in some of the materials you sent me. How do you define authentic leadership, Ron? I define authentic leadership as a misnomer. That leadership is leadership and everybody is authentic. In the moment, in the moment that they're expressing themselves, they're authentic. And we were never taught to realize right now I'm expressing myself authentically right now. And you're expressing yourself authentically. So people think that you have to achieve authentic leadership. No, (laughs) just be who you are, be aware. (laughs) And that is a way of not even realizing that the word authentic is a, is like to be authentic. I've been lying. And I'm thinking, one one second now. So the people out there that teach that because they want to talk to you've been lying as compared to who you really are. So authentic leadership is a misnomer. It's uncomfortable to think about authentic when I realize I am authentic. I am who I am right now. This moment, I'm the most authentic being at this moment for who I am right now. Yes, a billion times to that, yeah. But to admit to that, to accept that, to believe that, to encompass that, I was taught that's not what they want me to be. They want me to be something that I can do a job for them, I can work for them. And what I'm noticing more and more as I say that, I get a very wonderful feeling inside that goes, yes. So you wrote the book, Discover for Yourself, a breakthrough in strategic planning. Talk to me about the main inspiration and intention of writing this book, Ron. I had difficulty selling my process. And I am the only one in the world that does what I'm doing the way I do it. And I noticed that the only way I could sell this idea of what I do is to demonstrate it. And by demonstrating it, I would sit down with you as an executive or an individual. And what I noticed is most people are not, as as facilitators, are not aware of something that I'm aware of to the degree that I'm aware of it, which is bring your senses 
into a meeting. And my meetings of the of the 25 years that I've been doing over a thousand meetings, every one of them is successful. Every one of them is successful because I get people to express themselves. I get people to share their ideas and I get them to have their ideas on one page on the computer in the front of the room. So while they're discussing launching a business, everybody shares their key ideas that I put up on the screen in the front of the room. And what I recognize is nobody in the world to this day that does exactly what I do because I happen to have a gift that I'm concerned about you and how you're thinking and how you're sharing your thinking that you cannot do on your own, but you can do it on your own with me. And when I run boards of directors through my process, what I'm getting back, the feedback and getting back, they said, I didn't realize this is so efficient. I didn't realize you could walk away with a strategy at the end of the meeting that we can implement immediately. And I didn't realize that my partner had this thought because we never sat down and listened to each other and captured those thoughts. So capturing your thinking on the screen is a breakthrough that to this day, and I've been doing this for 25 years, to this day, people don't do it. And also to add to it, I was using a computer before there was Skype, before there was Zoom in my meetings. And I was the first person to do virtual strategic planning on the internet because I was using a computer before there was all this kind of technology. So what I've experienced is I, at this 77, I want to share my approach for, with people because when I leave, this is gone. So the reason why I wanted to talk to you is that I want to find that one listener that said, hey, I'm curious. Maybe I can bring this into my world and use this in my world to help me with my clients and my business. So that's what I reason why I wanted to talk to you is to find out one person in your world that's going to listen to this and say, I'm curious. I would like to have a conversation with Ron. And the piece that I want to add that's critical is that I, because I love having conversations, last night I had a conversation with a gentleman who had a major issue on the internet. And I asked him the questions that I had. We put his answers on the screen and magical things happened to his understanding just because of the way I use my approach on the internet. I love the way you, you talk about seeing your thinking and the art of listening. Yes. So true. That can be very powerful, as you know, through your work. And let's see, Ron, we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. Those are the ending questions. But before that, would you like to add anything else or read a passage in your book? Um, the one passage that comes to my mind is a passage that I got from two people. One was from Cervantes, 
who wrote the uh, book called Don Quixote. And the other quotation was uh, written in a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen that I put in my book because my book is more than just planning. My book is really about someone seeing their thinking to help them do whatever they want to do in their life. And it works with my help. So the first phrase that uh, Don Quixote had said at the beginning of his, that written by Cervantes at the beginning of the story was, I know who I am and who I may be if I choose. And I like that because that is one of my taglines in my life of exploring that statement. The other one that I love is the one written by James Allen in As a Man Thinketh. And the phrase is, mind is the master power that molds and makes. Man is mind. And evermore he takes the tool of thought, shaping what he wills brings forth a thousand joys, a thousand ills. Man thinks in secret, and it comes to pass. His environment is but his looking glass. Hmm, duality, the world of perception, perspectives, right? Yes, and that's why I mentioned earlier about the Kybalion. There may be one of your or two of your listeners that have heard about the Kybalion because in there, Hermes explains to us the 10 laws of the universe. One of the laws is everything is mind. Everything is mind. The second one, what they call correspondence, is that as above, so below. If there is hot and there's cold, you find out that, that they are the same thing in a different, uh, a different uh, perspective. As so above, so below. The other thing is that the third uh, uh, idea or the third law is what they call vibration. And everything is vibration. Everything is vibration to get anything to what we call experience. Our, every one of our cells is vibrating. And imagine being aware, oh my God. The reason why I'm aware of my toe is because that cell is alive. We are an alive entity. And that's why I love these uh, other universal laws that Hermes talked about that I would love to share with people because I need you as much as you need you in reference to communicating and sharing because I love having these kind of conversations and this is the only time when I'll share with you that my whole world disappeared when I was sitting here talking with you. Mm. And that's yeah. what I love. I know I'm in my space. I'm in my zone when I'm doing what I love to do because I can't do this with the people in my life because they're in a different universe. So that's why I found you and asked you for help. And he said, okay, let's have a conversation. And that's what I yeah, love. I love do. your passion. It's really beautiful to listen to, to feel. There's uh, the vibration that you speak of. Yeah, it's an, the energetic resonance that can be felt. So thank you for being you, Ron. 
It's sweet. It's got a wonderful fragrance. And it's lovely. Yes. So my ending question is, what is another word for life? I'm hoping that the silence is an answer to your question. Mm, that's, the only, yeah. that's the only word that came to my mind is, Ron, shut up and be. I heard, I heard that. And my last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they die? Love, connection, and awareness. Love, connection, awareness, yeah. Thank you so much again, Ron, for who you are, exactly the way you are. It's just beautiful. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Go to insightacall.com, insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, acall.com. You will notice that there's a new site that I'm creating. Please watch the video that you're going to get a, an insight and get a hoot from And then send me an email and we can have a connection to have a conversation. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Ron Tabachnik and his work, please visit insightacall.com To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>